This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by HelloFresh. So last week, we briefly covered some news out of South Korea. They're in the midst of a presidential election, or at least they were, and mm -hmm. one of the two frontrunners, Yoon Suk-yul of the conservative People Power Party, was using a very innovative new method to get his message out. Uh, basically, a team of animators was using artificial intelligence to synthesize an AI version of Yoon that looks and sounds just like him, but is not in fact him. Mm -hmm. Now, for a long time, the big fear with stuff like deepfakes has been political disinformation, like creating footage of your political opponents saying and doing things that they didn't actually say or do to blackmail them, essentially. But yeah. for Yoon, it's been much more practical than that. The AI version of Yoon Suk-yul lessens the real-life Yoon's marketing and messaging burden and uh, lets him focus on more important things like policies or whatever. It also allows his uh, team behind it to kind of say and clap back however they want without the risk of... Well, she was like, oh, well, I, I obviously didn't say that. That was the deep fake version yeah. of me. So, like, Unless it, you liked it, in which case I did say it. That's the thing, is you kind of win both angles of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, what are this guy's policies? Because last time we spoke, it was just like, oh, let's just talk about how silly this is. Um, by the way, yeah, he took a bribe or two here and there. But it's South Korea. Who hasn't <laughs> taken a bribe? Come yeah, on. I mean, come on. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's dig a little deeper here. Because, and only because, he actually won. Yeah. So now this is a policy that might shape uh, the global space. He won. Um, but he did barely just win. Um, Very close. The AI candidate won the South Korean election and will be South Korea's next president. But uh, let's talk about those policies. What kind of president are we looking at here? Well, in the past, Mr. Yoon has criticized South Korea's labor laws, which cap the maximum number of hours someone can work at 52 hours per week. Seems like a lot. Outgoing President Moon put that law in place because of South Korea's notoriously overworked culture. But Yoon thinks workers should be allowed to work 120 hours a week. That's three times the typical American work week. Uh, and that would add up to a little over 17 hours a day, seven days straight. Hmm. Or, uh, if you want to break it up, make things easy on yourself, yeah. 24 hours a day, Monday through Friday, with weekends off for some work-life balance. Gotta have that work-life balance. Fire up the barbecue. Do yeah. all your chores on those two days or, off. Or just sleep for 48 hours straight. That too. While you get ready for the next 120-hour work week. Uh, but don't worry. Um, this 120-hour work week, you'd think in your head, you're like, yeah, if I could survive it, at least I'd be making a lot yeah. of money because of things like the minimum wage. I'm all about that hustle and grind culture. Uh, sorry, though. He actually wants to abolish the minimum wage. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. where, yeah. could, where could that possibly lead? <laughs> People making uh, pennies on the dollar, working three times as much as usual. Is this what I felt like seeing uh, other countries seeing us elect a meme president? Yes. Like, oh, shit's about to get really bad for them. And therefore, the rest of the world. Yeah, I don't know. Uh. It is. There are a lot of weird, bizarre parallels here, though. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, in case it wasn't already abundantly clear, Mr. Yoon describes himself as a libertarian. No word on his age of consent opinions, but... Yeah, I'm sure a public statement will be coming soon. But another example of his libertarianism is his belief that food safety standards should be waived for poor people. Or as he phrases it, poor people should be allowed to eat foods that don't meet legal standards, just as they should be allowed to work 120 hours a week. There's, no, there's no scenario in which they would be forced into doing those things. That's personal freedom, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so as for his more prominent political stances, uh, this guy also seems to think that feminism has gone too far, despite South Korea having some of the worst gender inequality among other democratic industrialized nations. And uh, he also actively courted the votes of anti-feminists. Weird. 
Yeah. Eerie. Uh, he also believes in resuming a more hostile relationship with North Korea after a few years of more gentle diplomacy under President Moon. He wants to increase military spending, and he's in favor of a preemptive strike against the North if they get too aggressive. What could go wrong? Mm. Uh, as such, he would also like the United States to please bring back the tactical nukes that uh, you know, they had them there for a while in the 90s. Because of treaties with countries like Russia, we removed the nukes, but... Yoon would like the nukes back, please. He wants them pointed at the north and, you know, point them at China while we got it here. Look, um, <laughs> you know, we talk about nostalgia a lot on this show, but living through this generation getting a little taste of the Cold War yeah. is, um, you know, something that uh, I feel like the boomers want us to have. Yeah. Like, oh, you think you had it bad? Gives you backbone living through a Cold War. Yeah, what if you were, what if you were terrified of everything else that you're terrified yeah. of on a daily basis, but also the fact that you might get uh, incinerated in milliseconds. What if at any, any point in time? At any point, yeah. uh, uh, a chain reaction of events could cause the end of life on Earth as we know it. Yeah, mutually agreed destruction. You probably wouldn't spend so much time on that phone now, would you? <laughs> Why don't you go touch grass before it's gone? Yeah. yeah. Touch grass while it can still grow yes. on uh, this planet. So unsurprisingly, Yoon Suk-yul is being called South Korea's Donald Trump, though that is almost certainly a huge oversimplification. But like Trump, the guy won by an extremely small margin. 48.56% uh, versus Lee Jae-myung's 47.83%. A difference of less than 1%. And wouldn't you know it, South Korea also has apparently, uh, they have their own Jill Stein. Sim Sang-jung, who got 2.38% of the vote. Hmm. Could have um, gone one more or the other, but it didn't. It's, uh, thanks, Sim. She's also a far-left uh, niche candidate, too, so. Perfect. If, if Korea is anything like like the U.S., uh, people on the left in Korea are never going to hear the fucking end of this ever again. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, unlike the U.S., though, Election Day in South Korea is less about a bunch of cable news anchors sitting around a big desk yapping about the latest numbers coming in and more about just letting Korea's 3D animators off the leash to create some of the most insane election gra graphics on Earth. And we previously talked about this two years ago after South Korea's parliamentary elections, which featured animations of candidates competing with each other in various ways that are all much more visually interesting than the politics that they depict. I mean, dance-offs, medieval jousting, lightsaber duels, duck boat races, and you get the picture. Yeah, it's uh, it's a great boon to the animation field in South Korea. Um, I mean, I think this is something... I I remember when this first started going around, I think John Oliver covered it. It was like, oh, our, our cable news companies, they're totally going to... No. For some reason, they still insist on like walking around in like the fucking holodeck. And they're like, how big is a bear? It's this big. Well, that, shit yeah, like that. No, America. Give me cartoons. The American uh, production landscape is very anything that's like able to happen live without any post production on it at all is what they love. They're like, so you walk into a green screen, the graphics are already made. Yeah. You just kind of point at things. If you had to like have someone do post production on motion graphics for the news, it'd be like, oh geez, you're not finished. It's been 15 minutes. Get it cranked out. That is true. Uh, South Korea probably does benefit from their notoriously uh, overworked or, work culture. <laughs> yeah, that or like you save it for stuff like this. Like America has Steve Kornacki. You only let Steve Kornacki out with a bunch of numbers and calculators yeah. once every quarter or so. 
and then you put them back in. We do have like uh, occasionally a weather report when there's like a hurricane or something. You get the anchor out on the hollow deck, and they're like drowning, and then yeah, like the, the water's seventeen feet above yeah. their heads. That's when it gets fun. But nothing in politics really like that. Yeah. No. Anyway, this election in Korea was no different than the last one we talked about, and in fact, they they really stepped up their game, especially at the broadcaster SBS. So the highlight is probably this sequence in which Mad Max Fury Road aesthetics uh, are used to represent the results of various down-ballot races. You've got candidates in rusty, modded-up muscle cars racing through the desert, hijacking a big rig, doing a little dance-off in the middle of it for some reason. Uh, There's also bobbleheads of the candidates on the dashboards, a lot of these cars. It's an incredible sequence. Even George Miller would probably be proud of this, though uh, it does lack practical VFX, so it's... Clearly inferior to the real thing, but... They didn't do it the right way. It's a it's a great tribute. Uh, if we did have those 120-hour work weeks, then maybe they'd have the that grind set to get it done. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, then there's a, this sequence, which uses a claw game to represent the presidential vote breakdown along different demographic lines, with the winner in each category getting successfully grabbed by the claw while the other candidate falls back into the pit. Uh, then, of course, the recent <laughs> Winter Olympics were a big inspiration. We, we see the two main presidential candidates racing each other in speed skating, competing against each other at ice hockey, and in skis, going, both going downhill skiing and ski jumping. Um, so that's cool. There's also Skeleton, the face-first solo version of bobsledding and downhill snowboarding. Yeah, this is way more exciting than the real Olympics. Yeah. Which I, the other day I was like, oh yeah, did those end? Yeah, no, they ended a while ago. I just... Wasn't paying attention, I guess. Yeah, I think it was... Uh, I forget the last, like, pin we put it in it, but uh, we, we said something, and it was like, yeah, it's ending soon, and it had ended, like, a day before that. Yeah, it was... The whole Ukraine thing kind of overshadowed... Uh, That's why, initially, Olympics, yeah. uh, uh, Putin was even like, all right, I'll wait till the end of the Olympics. And he kind of did. Yeah. Um, he waited till, like, almost the end. But uh, who's to say? I These Olympics came and went, just like the last ones yeah. for me. Uh, anyway, there's mu- there's way more in the, in these, these graphics package. It's incredible. They give these guys all the awards. There's this whole sequence here that I have to assume is like a cultural reference that we're missing, but it involves both candidates uh, racing through a high school, competing to get some sort of special Yu-Gi-Oh card or some shit, and then then they shrink for some reason uh, before returning back to normal size and then working out in a, in a in a park gymnasium before chasing each other across various other settings before I'm finally ending up uh, next to a yellow Labrador and four puppies and seeming very com- confused by what's happening. I Maybe this is a reference to uh, some form of Korean entertainment that I'm not aware of. Yeah, I don't but know. There's, they put a lot of effort into this one. No Squid Game stuff? No, and it's very strange. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways, there's this sequence which revolves around some sort of circular carnival ride and both candidates struggling to not lose their grip on the handrails. Eventually, they're both launched into the sky, then into space, and then into a sort of black hole scenario that's reminiscent of 2001 A Space Odyssey. Uh, So far, this has all been SBS's coverage, but here's something from Yonhap. Cute little cartoon versions of the candidates racing each other in cute little airplanes. Oh, that's adorable. But back over on SBS, there's just so much more, including some segments that are Kind of hard to explain, like this one featuring CGI candidates hanging out in the wilderness, looking at the stars together and waiting for the sunrise. That's beautiful. Uh, And this one where the candidates' bodies are replaced with CGI bodies, doing silly things like firing a bubble gun, getting tickled, eating noodles, and holding a dog. We're a fun country. Yeah. 
So yeah, what's weird though is at least as far as we've seen, there were not any direct references to Squid Game in any of these graphics, which is uh, especially odd considering how hugely popular that show was very recently. What's the one that came out after it where the gods come and destroy people? Oh, uh, I, my wife was watching that one a little bit. That, that one's fucking wild too. I know it's wrong, but I want to say the show is called Godsmacked. Uh, it's called like Doomed or Damned or Straight to Hell or something like that. Because it's like it's the one with the big like black fucking animals, just like yeah, just beating people into yeah. The earth. It's people. It's like and they give them the time so that everyone can stand around and yeah, watch. Yeah, like they get some sort of death note thing. Like you will be beaten to death by a bunch of uh, like. Giant gorilla monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't remember yeah, what it's called. It's called Godsmacked. Yeah, Godsmacked, mm-hmm. I believe. Is what on Netflix. Is. You watch on Netflix. Uh, they, but they didn't reference that one either. That would have yeah. been cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the lack of Squid Game here, it might be because in the lead up to the election, the amount of shit talking between the candidates was making some people just refer to the whole thing as the Squid Game election. Would have been two on the nose. Uh, yeah. So here's the AP from last week before the election actually happened. The race between South Korea's two leading presidential candidates has seen unprecedented levels of toxic rhetoric, mudslinging, and lawsuits. How bad is it? Hitler, Beast, and Parasite are some of the choicer insults leveled by both camps. Some are even calling it the Squid Game election, in reference to Netflix's mega-hit survival drama where people are killed if they lose children's games. And the stakes? There's widespread speculation that the loser will be arrested. (laughs) Uh, Some more from that article. Opinion surveys show that both candidates have more critics than supporters. Quote, Isn't our national future too bleak with an unpleasant and bitter presidential election that calls for choosing the lesser of two evils? Hmm. The mass circulation Dong Al Ebo newspaper said in an editorial. Yoon has slammed Lee over his possible ties to an allegedly corrupt land development scandal. By the way, that's the one where he got fruit, I think, as a bribe. Oh, jeez. Uh... Lee has denied any connection and in, a, and in turn has tried to link Yoon to the same scandal while separately criticizing him for his reported ties to shamanism, an ancient indigenous religious belief. There have also been attacks on the candidates' wives, both of whom have been forced to apologize over separate scandals. Yoon described Lee's party as Hitler and Mussolini, while an associate called Lee's purported aides parasites. Lee's allies called Yoon a beast, dictator, and an empty can and derided his wife's alleged plastic surgery. Their campaign teams and supporters have filed dozens of lawsuits charging libel and the spread of false information, among other uh, issues. So it's getting wild, or it, it was wild. And all in the midst of all of this, you have a candidate, quote-unquote, that is able to do and say whatever he wants because it's not the actual candidate. It's an AI-created deepfake version of the candidate that has people literally writing answers and quick comebacks. Like... A room of writers coming up with clapbacks. Yeah. It's it's quite a recipe. It's insane. Is this a retelling of America's past or a premonition of the future? It's a, it's a foreign adaptation. They're, yeah. they're putting a little, little, little twist on it. I, I do love the part. It's like, literally like the, do I have to choose a, a douche or a turd sandwich? It's like, dude, we've been doing that for we, so long. We hate both these candidates more than anyone actually likes them. Yeah. Um... So yeah, but yeah, Korean elections, they're wild. They always have been. Uh, The insanity does not stop after election day. Uh, Out of the last four presidents, two have been convicted of corruption-based crimes and gone to prison. One of them recently got pardoned by Moon, but one's still in jail. Uh, Another president uh, committed suicide shortly after leaving office when he started being investigated for corruption. Just literally jumped off a cliff. So yeah, the thing about whoever loses this election maybe getting arrested 
Not just empty threats. They love arresting their politicians over there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and their the, business leaders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And with the power of deep fake technology, that opens up a whole lot of possibilities for a country where politicians are routinely accused of corruption. It's what also could go wrong? a great kind of... Uh, if Yoon does anything fucked up, you can just be like, it was the AI version of me. I yeah. didn't do that. We'll delete the file that... Di- that we've scrubbed the the record of me saying that it was a digital file on a computer. I never said it. Yeah, obviously that wasn't me. That was the AI unit. Yeah. I wonder if either of these candidates is going to start saying that uh, they're demanding a recount, uh, stop the steal sort of thing. Yeah. Maybe in the next Korean election. At this point, it looks like they're about five years behind us with all this stuff. Yeah. Well, then they'd have to make a bunch of new graphics too. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's a lot of work. Um, but hey, uh, we're of course in no poli- uh, position to mock the political insanity of another country. Look at oh, us. No. Things are plenty insane right here at home. And here's some news about one of the biggest sources of insanity, Mike Lindell. Here's something he said recently. I've been working on it five months and we're doing a class action. You know, actually, I'm announcing it here. I announced it on my program. Y'all watch frankspeech.com. <laughs> Keep watching. <laughs> um, um, but it's a class action lawsuit against all machines and that they're defective devices, okay? So Mike Lindell is officially raging against all machines. They're all defective, all of them. But okay, clearly Mike Lindell is only talking about voting machines used in elections, which is the thing he's been ranting about for over a year now in his doomed quest to prove that Donald Trump actually won the 2020 election. Still though, what does suing all the election machines entail? And isn't Mike Lindell himself also currently being sued for libel by multiple ballot machine manufacturers? Doesn't he have enough lawsuits on his plate already? No. Apparently not, um, but we're especially intrigued by this line. And we're going to get rid of these machines once and for all for any election in history. Okay, outside of using time travel, it sounds like he's proposing we invalidate the results of any U.S. election that used ballot counting machines. Once and for all, for all of history. These machines. Pretty damn ambitious. Yeah. Um, and we wish him the best of luck. Uh, it's, it's just man that can't be stopped. The opening scene of Terminator 2 Judgment Day, but in, instead of uh, a robot crushing human skulls, it's Mike Lindell walking over ballots that were dun, analyzed dun, 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 machines. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. He's just smothering them with pillows. Yeah. Yeah. That's how he kills the robots. Smothers them with his comfortable pills until they can't breathe. They the, just, the they, filling is too thick. They just shut themselves off from being too comfortable. <laughs> yeah. But politics isn't just about elections. Uh, people are divided along all sorts of lines these days from sports teams to comic book movie fandoms to even which video game console someone prefers. There's always been a console war, but the intensity of the console war has escalated over the years. And it's now reached its high point, I think. A medical doctor in India has risked losing his job in order to get an own on his Xbox fanboy enemies. Uh, here's Vice. People are review bombing a hospital in India with one-star reviews after a doctor tweeted a video of himself during a procedure with an unconscious patient. The anesthesiologist, who goes by Dr. Srivira on Twitter and his YouTube channel, filmed himself supposedly in an active operating room where he had just anesthetized a patient and was preparing for an invasive procedure to remove a gallbladder. He claimed to be defending himself against people claiming he's not a real doctor because they disagree with his passion for the console wars. (laughs) 
Console Wars is shorthand for the decades-long argument between gamers about which platform, Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo devices, PC gaming, and so on, is the best. Shrivira posted the video to Twitter writing, Here I am after inducing anesthesia, intubating, and putting a patient on controlled mechanical ventilation for a laparoscopic cholecystectomy case in OR. Slandering my identity, profession, because you ex-bots can't argue facts, <laughs> According to gaming news outlet Dextero, he added, Saving lives, my job. Console wars, my hobby. He was allegedly trying to defend himself from accusations that he wasn't a real doctor. Well, that'll show them. Yeah. Oh, you don't think I'm a real doctor? I'm going to film myself in the OR with a patient who's... He's under right now because I'm the anesthesiologist, and I should be paying attention to that. Yeah. But Soon right enough, now, he won't be a real doctor. Yeah. Also, I'm just happy to hear about a review bombing of a hospital and not an actual bombing of a hospital because that's been happening. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I prefer this one. Yeah. So yeah, the video... Send review bombs, not actual bombs. The video does show the, the PlayStation doctor in an operating room with an unconscious patient. Uh, he, he zooms in on the guy's medical chart with all of his, like, personal medical information on it. Seems like a pretty huge breach of privacy. You see that? One of my haters. He's got his yeah. gamer tag right there on the medical chart. Yeah, this guy likes uh, Xbox. I don't know. Will he survive his surgery? I guess we'll see. Halo sucks. Gonna tattoo the PlayStation logo mm -hmm. on his spleen. Yeah. So yeah, this isn't really the kind of behavior you would want from a guy whose job is to keep you sedated and alive during an invasive medical procedure. Kind of want them to focus, get off that phone. But uh, yeah, people online quickly figured out which hospital the doctor likely worked at, and they of course review bombed it. Not real bombed. Review bombed. Yeah, good. And the doctor eventually issued a poorly received apology video before just completely deleting his online presence. Uh, it's unknown what, if any, consequences the doctor might now be facing, but we can just file this whole thing under uh, when keeping it real goes wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wonder how many other doctors, if you just harass them online, you're not a real doctor. If you did that long enough, they'd eventually crack and be like, oh, I'm not a real doctor? Is this not real surgery that I'm doing right now? It is funny how thin the skin can be, but I kind of get it when you go to medical school for like eight years and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to have some shithead be like, you're not a doctor. I know, I, mean, I know doctors. In, is medical school in India the same as I feel? Like I'm assuming it's, I'm assuming it's very thorough uh, yeah, and know. intensive. And I, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure how much they have to pay into their system there, yeah. but it, I, it is still a sacrifice that you sure. take for both your education and look, people who we joke about people who are built different. Doctors and teachers are built different. They are. There is absolutely no way I can handle... This guy is definitely built different. Yeah, because he's fucking gaming all night, doing surgery all day, and doesn't take shit from nobody. No. Yeah, he's fighting a war on two fronts. Keeping exactly. his patients alive and keeping the X-Bots in their place. Yeah. You do have to hand it to him. I wonder if this guy was ever one of those Naruto accounts in our comments. Probably, yeah. Ah, ha, ha, so many X-Bots here in the comments when clearly the PlayStation is the superior console. You know, you, you never know what the good old days are till you're, till you're out of them. You never know when you're living in them. Have fun playing your Xbox Series shit while I play my PlayStation 5. Ha, ha, ha. Real heads out there, remember the multiple... Multiple Naruto all accounts. anime accounts, yeah. Naruto accounts that would argue whatever the video was. They would go in and argue about how the PlayStation was better in our comments section. Yeah. It was wonderful. Uh, only, like, not second to, but uh, as as nostalgic as the... Um, I, re I remember when this was a gaming channel. Yeah. Um, when it was never a gaming channel. 
You remember incorrectly, sir. <laughs> you are on the wrong channel. Your memories deceive you. Man, those are good times. Anyway, we've got the headlines half of the show coming right up. But first, this episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh delivers pre-portioned ingredients to your door, including farm fresh produce that arrives within a week, so you get convenience without skimping on quality. Skip the trip to the grocery store, saving you the wait in long lines and assuring you don't waste money on excess food. HelloFresh offers 50 menu and market items to choose from every week, including veggie, calorie smart, family-friendly, and gourmet options, providing plenty of variety. HelloFresh is really great if you're looking to dip your toes into vegetarian cooking. Mm -hmm. And on next week's menu, they've got some delicious veggie options like the Hall of Fame Zucchini and Mushroom Bibimbap Bowls and the Hot Honey Brussels and Ricotta Flatbreads. I had, uh, last week I had smashed bean tacos or tostadas. Really good, really good uh, veggie option. And they were tasty. And with the sauces and stuff you put on it, you have no idea there's no, not actual meat. It's, it's all great. about the sauces. Mm -hmm. Go to HelloFresh.com slash WeeklyWeird16 and use code WeeklyWeird16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Again, that is up to 16 free meals and three free gifts by going to HelloFresh.com slash WeeklyWeird16 and using code WeeklyWeird16. Thanks for sponsoring the show. Now let's get to the weirdest, wildest headlines from around the world from this week, starting with Russian Orthodox leader says Ukraine invasion is part of struggle against gay parades. See, I was told that Ukraine was full of Nazis, and that's why they're doing this. Mm -hmm. But it turns out, I guess, I guess that one didn't stick too well. So now it's the Ukraine is it's full of uh, it's full of gay parades. Yeah, and that's why they're coming in to stop it. That's uh, uh, full of Nazis that? and um, you know just gay parades all over the place because Nazis love gay parades. Remember when they uh, drew, remember when they drew that giant penis on our bridge? No, that was a Russian guy. No, 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 no. It was the Ukrainians drew the giant penis. And yeah. when the bridge went up, it looked like a boner. And yeah. this is payback, damn it. And it was a gay boner. Not it was just the, any boner. The gayest boner. Yeah. Because if it's a drawbridge, it's two boners going up next to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Extra gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this uh hasn't been reported on too much because it's not really that central to this whole thing. But there's a whole full on like religious schism happening over this like uh you know like the way <laughs> like the, the original schism the eastern orthodox church and the catholic church something like that is happening again the the uh russian orthodox church which is the main church in lots of parts of ukraine is having to split off now into its own separate religion because all of the top bishops in moscow uh, support the ukrainian war so it's uh, it's sort of like, sort of like the Pope uh, telling Catholics in uh, France or whatever that like no, it's uh, the Nazis are good. You should let them just let them take over. This is uh, this is your fault. Well, meanwhile, so it's causing trouble for the first time in like a thousand years. Very fascinating. Meanwhile, the the group of Americans that do seem to be supportive of everything that's happening right now are uh, under the belief that Putin is actually going to cause the apocalypse that allows them to ascend to heaven. Oh, that's a new one. Yeah. Well, I would like to not be involved in any sort of apocalypse. Exactly. No, personally. but that's, that's uh, been happening. Like anytime that there's like a huge world event like this, we're like, we told yes. you it's apocalypse time. <laughs> Finally, the rapture. And we're going to heaven and the rest of you fuckers are going to be stuck down here. Ha! I'm going to disappear. It's going to be a pile of clothes. And then you're going to look stupid, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to get left behind just like Kirk Cameron. 
No, Kirk Cameron's and, going to heaven. And Nicolas Cage yeah. in the other Left Behind movie. Oh, okay. An assistant principal read the children's book, I Need a New Butt, to second graders. He was fired. Okay. They, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's literally a book written for children. It's about, it's about sounds a, like it. It's about a little boy. He's like, oh, no, I need a new butt because mine's got a crack in it. And uh, so he tries on different butts. Uh, it's very, it's, it's silly. It's a silly book for little kids. And uh, yeah, this guy like read it to his class because his scheduled speaker didn't show up. So he's like, uh, what are we fun? A little comedy. Grab, grab the comedy. nearest book. He's like, yeah, like the kids loved it. He's like, yeah, the kids, kids love the, the book about butts because it says butts and it talks about farts. And they love it. And uh, didn't even have time, like literally right after he was called into his boss's office. You think you can say butt around a kid? Yeah. And you fucking, you fucking pedophile. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, no complaints from students, no complaints from teachers, literally just preemptive cancellation. Insane. Uh, which is becoming more and more of a thing. Yeah. People pre-canceling themselves. Oh, this is going to be a nightmare. We got to get yeah. ahead of this. Yeah. So yeah, the school just being like, we got to get ahead of this. Like they're going to accuse us of grooming yeah. on Tucker or whatever, which now the, the, or Link, Laura Ingram is just accusing schools of grooming children by uh, acknowledging the existence of like gay people. There are places in your city where adults gather children into rooms and hold them for hours every day. Pretty what are they doing stuff. in those rooms? Sometimes they even nap. They make the children nap. Do you feel safe with your children sleeping around adults watching them? It's <laughs> um, no, fucking wild. So yeah, this guy, it's, uh, I mean, he's got so much public support from uh, every children's book author. And, yeah! And all of his former students. Like, he, he genuinely actually sounds... There's people that are like, oh, yeah, this guy was my teacher 20 years ago, and he was, like, the coolest guy ever. Like, really loved to read to kids up. and stuff. So, I, I, so hopefully it works out for him. He's going to have to, like, He needs to get rehired the and, then, and then quote the book in front of the school proudly. Yeah. I need a new butt. I need a new butt. Get but everyone it, going. It's just so funny because it's, like, this is what actual cancel culture is, this, this fucking conservative, like, book censorship thing where it's yeah. like they have the books they obviously they want banned and stuff but they're creating a sense of fear out of everything you're afraid yeah. to read anything that even might be possibly interpreted as uh you know critical race theory or grooming children and i guess a very silly book that talks about farts and butts uh, falls into that category you want to hear a terrible joke that i heard the other day what my uh father-in-law called me and he goes ricky did you see the news? Biden's in the hospital. And I was like, what? No, no. Oh, my God. Let me look it up. And I'm looking at my phone. He goes, what? You don't believe me? And I was like, no, I just want to see what's going on. And he's like, he's in the hospital. You want, you know why, why he's in the hospital? And I was like, what? And he goes, he couldn't stop Putin. And I was like, what? And he goes, you know, Putin. I was like, oh. Couldn't <laughs> stop Putin. He's got a serious gas problem. Wow. So that's not even a dad joke. That's a grandpa joke. Yeah, yeah, true. And then um, I thought it was some like kind of shame. Like he was like, oh, he's 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 had a rough time like dealing with the whole Ukrainian conflict. So he had a heart attack or something. Yeah. It, it took me a while to actually get that it was a fart joke. It would be wild. Did you hear that uh, Trump almost died the other day? Yeah, please. One of his engines went out on a plane. <laughs> his plane almost crashed into the fucking Gulf of Mexico. Can you imagine like how insane... <laughs> The results of that would be like all the Q people would just immediately oh be like, okay, he was he was killed. Yeah, uh, Joe Biden cut the brakes or whatever. Uh -huh. Like it would, it, shit would get so fucking insane if Trump died. Isn't he using that as like a catalyst to make the government buy him an Air Force One now? 
Oh, I hadn't heard of that. But like, I, it's like, oh, well, oh, you got me flying around on my own plane? This is what happens. One of the engines goes out. But realistically, he was technically not in any danger because yeah. they can the fly just fine without it. But uh, not with both engines gone. One's fine. Yeah. yeah. You got it's the backup engine. Couldn't stop Putin. Next headline, ancient Japanese killing stone said to contain evil demon has cracked open. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Probably fine. There's this a pretty good, just as good excuse as anything else as to what's currently happening. That demon's gonna gonna be like, oh, 10,000 years, I'm finally free. And then look around and be like, well, this fucking sucks. Put me back in the rock. Yeah. How can I make this any worse than it already is? Yeah, I love the idea, too, of like an ancient demon trying to cause trouble now with the things that are actually happening. Like, oh, I, tur- I blew out all the candles in their room when it was dusk and now they can't see anything. <laughs> It would be a good, uh, it's uh, sort of a what we do in the shadows type thing. Yeah, where it's just like not adjusted for the current times, <laughs> yeah. where it's like everything's like Dr. Actually, Evil, like, oh, one million dollars. <laughs> everything's actually just mischievous instead yeah. of like actually evil. <laughs> How will they ever recover? Yeah. I know what I'll do. I'll release a plague across the planet. Ah, uh, we just had one of those. What? Uh, oh, I'm all out of idea. What if I start an international conflict with crazy consequences like the entire earth exploding? Mm, we've got that already. It's currently so. happening. Well, Put me back in the rock. Wake me up in another thousand years. How about a whoopee cushion? <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, I guess the Killing Stone. It's got the evil demon. There's a demon wandering the earth now. I can't wait for the Netflix series, The Killing Stone. Accidental missile launch into Pakistan caused by technical malfunction. India says, "Great timing, guys. We're on the brink of World War Three uh, over here." And uh, Hey, all you Xbots! I told you I was. <laughs> I told you I worked for the military. Watch this. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I forgot. There's a decades-long uh, nuclear standoff between those two countries that's also been happening this whole fucking time. Sure, why not? Let's just throw some fuel on that fire. Yeah. And like, yeah, they. It, it literally was an accident. Uh, the. The missile didn't, it wasn't live. It didn't have uh, a payload on it. It still crashed into another country that uh, has very credible reason to believe that they will be attacked by India at any given moment. Sorry. And and are ready to respond uh, with equal force. So that's fun. We're back in the Cold War, baby. This one goes out to all those X-Bots out there. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Samuel L. Jackson says it is bullshit that Jonah Hill has more on-screen curses in his career. I was shocked to read this, but yeah. I mean, just uh, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Well, yeah. Like, it's... And super bad. Yeah. They, Wolf of Wall Street's like... He says the F word like 75 times yeah. in Wolf of Wall Street. Also, the most uh, quotes of spermicidal lube on camera. With your spermicidal lube. Your fucking condom with your spermicidal lube. Movie's so good, still. Couldn't make that today. My work here is done. No, you could. They literally made the girl version with Jonah Hill's sister. Nope, can't do it. Booksmart, good. It's a good Mm. movie. Is it? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, I mean, it is like, it's the girl super bad. It's not like one for one, Mm -hmm. but uh, I quite liked it. And it's got the kid, uh, Skylar... the kid, the son from Righteous Gemstones. Oh, okay, the, yeah. The, the freckly kid who's mm-hmm. like weirdly super jacked. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in it. Great cool. little bit part. It's a good movie. Check it out. But yeah, Sam Jackson's got to gotta bump up those numbers. Cause yeah, I know. He's He looks like a young man. He's, he's getting old. He doesn't have much time left. I uh, think the real challenge that he should put out there is if Jonah Hill can beat his record for using the N-word in movies. 
I, are you a bad enough dude to do it, Jonah? I don't think you got the. Oh, I don't think no. you got the grapes. Oh no! Yeah, that, that's a real challenge. Quentin Tarantino. Quentin, I need your help. No, then Samuel Jackson could be like, "Look, I don't want him in the movie." Yeah, that's true. Shit. Yeah, and Samuel Jackson's also got the in- inside line on Spike Lee too. So, Jonah yeah. might be out of luck on that one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Jonah. What Sorry. are you gonna do? Moviegoer disrupts the Batman screening after releasing Live Bat inside movie theater. Ha ha ha! We have to shut down the whole theater now while this bat is dealt with. Got him. Good joke. Great. Uh, yes. Yeah, uh, they yeah they had to shut down. <laughs> they paused the whole thing for half hour while they tried to guide this bat out of the theater. Luckily, this was in Texas where they they do know how. They just, to everyone deal. just shot it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they do know how to deal with bats down there. Yeah. As you know. Uh, a lot of bats in Austin. Speaking of Austin, before we get to the end of the episode to tell you we about are it, coming to Austin we're going to be performing in Austin, Texas on April 1st. There's a link in the description or a comment below to where you can buy tickets to see us live. Still a few seats left. So make sure you get it and come out and give us a clap. Yeah, but no bats. Don't bring any bats to our show. You're going to ruin everything if you do that. It's not mm-hmm. funny. No that one's going to laugh. A, that is not a joke. Everyone's just going to be annoyed. Yes. Road to Table. Wyoming's got a new app for claiming roadkill. That's cool. And this is great. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, deers, very dumb animals. They, they, they got a death wish. And it would be a shame. All the all the mule deer that uh, get killed by cars, a lot of good meat on that bone. Yeah. And it's not to be, uh, to use the wrong phrasing, but you kill two birds with one stone on this because people go there and uh, clean it off the road yeah. in order to make deer jerky or whatever they feel like. You do have to send tissue samples to the proper authorities before harvesting that meat because there could be uh, extremely dangerous pathogens. Yeah. Uh, you could give yourself prion disease and die a horrible death if you consume meat that happens to have uh, the deer version of mad cow in it. So something to keep in mind. But yeah, once it clears all the tests, hey, buddy, that freezer's going to be full for a while. Go nuts. And it, and it all really comes down to spices. It's not beef, but... <laughs> But you can you can have some deer jerky is delicious. It is. Yeah, I like deer. Yeah, they call it venison to make it sound fancy. Venison. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Oh, this is something the French must be eating. Venison. <laughs> Convoy trucker not pleased that DC drivers keep flipping him off. They're still going around that Beltway. I guess it's so. This was done in response to the Canadian trucker convoy, yeah. but this one is even less. Uh, it's it's even harder to tell what it is they want because they're yeah like the mandates aren't like there's no they mandates they're like anymore. we want to repeal the mandate it's like you America's back open there's no no one is stopping you from doing anything except you do still have to wear a mask on airplanes like that's fucking for like it. for like three more weeks I think yeah even that's going away like what is, what the fuck are you protesting they, they don't know but they already made the commitment they're to just be there so mad and yeah they. Uh, well, because I heard it was just like they did like one lap and then it was done. But then I just keep seeing stories pop up about people. They're hanging out in Virginia, I think. Uh, Jacob Wall and Jack Berkman showed up at their HQ and then got kicked out because people thought they were like secretly Antifa or something like that. Because they just give off very suspicious vibes. Yeah. <laughs> These guys uh, are up to something. But yeah. And also like the Beltway around D.C. is like not really ideal for... A large convoy mm-hmm. of uh, trucks to drive around in, and the traffic's already bad. So, yes, of course, people are going to be uh, mad at you uh, for making traffic even worse than it already is. You don't even live here. Go home. 
You're not protesting anything anymore. You know, the great. virus won. If, because uh, a lot of those jobs could be, probably work from home and then you wouldn't have to deal with all these trucker convoy people. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Oh, I had to come back to work. In the week I have to come back into the office, there's fucking trucker convoy all over the road. Uh, America's back. Boss spiked energy drink with colon cleanse and gave it to employees, Texas cops say. Evil. This woman worked for the government. She worked for some election election uh, board in Texas. And literally just made, she's like gathered around all our employees and made them drink colon cleanse. Then came back an hour later and said, ha ha, I yeah, got you, you drank, you drank colon cleanse. Ha ha, and, I don't know if she did this, like, I removed all the toilet paper from the bathrooms and the toilet seats. Ha ha. So, yeah, I mean, she poisoned her employees. That's uh, yeah. she's that's a crime. It's kind of crazy how much this was used in 80s movies as yeah. like a cool prank. <laughs> three Ninjas. They Lax did it in three, three Ninjas. Ooh, this delicious soda pop. Hey, give me that. Blah, blah, blah. And then he takes a huge it shit. It was a plot point, and that's probably why so many like Gen Xers and whatnot uh, think it's just a perfectly normal prank. Yeah. It was like when Epicac became big again after the Family Guy thing. Oh, my God. So many people were doing that on, like, the Epicac challenge. That was pre-YouTube or, or yeah. not. But, like, a lot of people were like, oh, well, you can drink this thing that makes people violently projectile yeah. vomit. This thing that's uh, designed for people who are experiencing, like, acute poisoning. Yeah, and babies. Uh, and, yeah. <laughs> babies who like, have swallowed poison. They, they need to evacuate yeah. just their entire digestive system ASAP. We're going to take it for fun. Yeah. And just Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was, like... Mid 2000s, yeah. Every person who did it was like, Yeah, how bad could it be? And then immediately after, they're like, That's the worst fucking thing I've ever experienced. Yeah, because you're, you're, <laughs> it clears everything. You're vomiting up like <laughs> yeah. bile and you stomach like, acid. You can't stop. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's miserable. It's an, ex, it's an extreme use case to yeah. save your life. Um, and colon cleanse, making people shit. And not only that, taking away all the toilet seats and toilet paper. No, she didn't actually do that. Oh, okay. I just, oh, okay, okay. Because <laughs> I mean, it's on the same level. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Not great. No. Not great. Anyway, final headline. Nobody wants to work for their success, says Kim Kardashian. Right when, like, she's been doing a decade of rebuilding her image as a as a, a decent, like a, a, yeah. all things considered, a pretty great person. Like using her privilege for good. Uh, Go, going to law school to become a lawyer in order to, yeah. sp- with the specific goal of revisiting cases that were uh, completely uh, unfair. Yeah. And uh, getting people who were unjustly tried out of prison, um, being the victim of what appears to be some pretty extreme uh, spousal abuse, mentally, emotionally, which is still ongoing. Um, Yeah. And launching multiple successful brands. Yes, she was born not even on third base. Ladies, get up off your ass and work. Come on. She was absolutely born on third base and did get famous off of a sex tape. Listen, ladies, you need to film yourself hooking up with a rapper and then leak it to a porn company. Yeah. Get that that paper. Come on, ladies. But skip forward 20 years. Ladies, you need to have an Olympian for a step-parent. Yeah. Ladies, you're, you're... Father needs to represent a celebrity accused murderer at a trial. Come on. Yeah. If I can do it, anyone can. Yeah. I mean, she going back to that, though, like she she turned a bit of the public sentiment around, I'd say, and then immediately threw it away with this comment. Shut up. No one of all things that your uh, opinion is not needed on. 
uh, people's work ethic is near the top of the list. And it's, uh, this is like a thing, you know, how we, they'd say like, let's go Brandon. And it's like, ah, triggered you. And it's like, this is one of those things that actually pisses people off. Like the exact quote of nobody wants to work anymore. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Because they're misrepresenting the yeah. actual goal. It's like, no, finish the sentence. Nobody wants to work anymore under these conditions for this pay. Yeah. Anyway, now Pete, Pete Davidson's antagonizing Kanye. It's, yeah, he's, uh, he's had enough. He's he's sending him texts being like, just fuck your wife. Shit like that. In uh, bed with your wife. Right. Yeah. But that's that was implied. Yes, of course. And then Kanye being like, oh, we're using swears now? Like, Shut the fuck up. Both of you. But especially Kanye. He's, he's like, oh, I all I did was uh, do a music video where I behead you and uh, just went on fucking insane, psychotic uh, social media rants about you for an entire month straight. And like, what? What I do? And then you come at me like this? Like, come on, man. This is... Wow. They need to stop. Everyone needs to stop. Everyone needs to fucking calm down. Yeah. Calm down. Anyways, that's it for this week's episode of Weekly Weird News. If you haven't seen it already, we have a new episode of News Dump uh, where Jussie Smollett, finally sentenced, going to jail, probably going to appeal and all that, but uh, 150 days. Jussie Smollett. And uh, also uh, Tech News Day where we talk about more about the, uh, the bans that are happening in Russia. Um, check both of those episodes out. Leave a comment, subscribe, like the video, and come to Austin April 1st. I'll see you in Texas. Stars at night, big and bright. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.